Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Welcome to Faith at Eight. Welcome to Faith at Eight, where you never know what you're going to get. But you're going to get some Jesus. Yes. And some Jesus. And some Jesus. So what, what are we talking about today? We're talking about being a Christian wife. This is a great topic. I'm super excited about this because I would say probably weekly we get two Not to three daily. people. Yeah, right. <laughs> two to three people that say certain things about, you know, what it means to be a Christian wife. And it doesn't necessarily come across in those terms. It comes across more of, you know, how do I make my husband be more Christian? How do I make him the spiritual leader of my house? But what this all centers around is how do I make him go to church? How do I? And, <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, how do I live as a Christian wife? What yes. does that mean? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. You just marry a Christian man. The end. Just kidding. That's See, tomorrow. Oh, no. No. But if it was only that easy, friends, it was all that only easy. And we know that in the Bible, it talks about being equally yoked. We also know that sometimes we don't know that till after we're married. Um, I know that was my case. I'm a feeling that you have a similar situation. Similar. Yes. And we do have this constant question around, um, but my husband. And yes. I think where women struggles, they, they oftentimes think that that's supposed to affect or it's, it's supposed to change how they act. And then mm-hmm. that their husband's faith is, is tied directly to their own faith. And, oh, if their husband isn't faithful, it means because they're not faithful enough. Or right. if their husband isn't going to church because they're not a good enough wife. And um, they obviously don't say it in those terms, mm-hmm. but they'll say like, I can't get my husband to go to church. I can't you know, I pray for my husband, yet he still hasn't done what I want him to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from my personal experience, Jeff has always been supportive of whatever I wanted to do. But in the back of my head, it was, well, I just wish he would go to church. I just wish he wanted to serve. I just wish that he would seek out the church or, you know, all of this stuff. And, you know, looking back on it, I realized, well, it was it was a different path for him and me. And I had to remove the expectations. But while I was focused on trying to say, how do I get my husband to church? How do I get my husband to open his heart? How do I do that? I was missing out on my time with Mm -hmm. God. And so then I started switching all of those thoughts and saying, all the time that I'm wasting trying to say, you need to be doing this was just a big flag. Well, Jill, are you sitting down and spending time with God? Are you sitting down and opening up the Bible? Because maybe you really need to sit and, and listen to what the word is telling you right now. And in time, the actions that I did spoke more to my husband than the words that I told him. Yeah. And my husband and I, we, we started going to church together. Um, we have very different upbringings, but we did start going to church together. So I think sometimes people see it and go, oh, well, you and your husband have always been on the same page. And we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had seasons where he's further along that path or where I'm further along that path. And we kind of pass the baton back and forth. Um, and there was a long season where my husband didn't even feel comfortable praying in front of the family. And so here I'm like, why am I praying? You're supposed to be doing this. So I want you to do this and um, being guided through that. So I have been very blessed to have a husband that um, it is in the church and is looking for the same thing I am and has been very supportive. But I also know that God uh, gave me my perfect provision. He's my perfect provision. So from heaven, which means that that doesn't mean we necessarily do things the same way. Mm-hmm. So it even is sometimes if I really like, I like reading the daily grace Bible studies and I've mm-hmm. said to my husband, like, well, let's do one together. And he's like, or we could not. 
and uh, we we do the Bible recap. And I was like, oh, what if we did the Bible recap together? He's like, or we could do it separate. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So knowing that, um, yes, while we were both on the same journey, it doesn't look the same because we're not the same people. Right. And that's a, a time that you really have to say, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Am I truly doing this for my walk or am I doing this to try to like prove a point? And what I just kept thinking is what am I modeling? What am I modeling to, to my children, to my husband? And I just need to go forward. And one of the things that Jeff always did was he was supportive. You know, he was supportive when he understood that I would say, you know what? I just need to go and sit and read my Bible. I need to go take 20 minutes and write out my scripture and like reflect on it. I need to go pray or, you know, hey, I'm going to church. I'm going to, to Wednesday night worship. And he was like, okay. And I would invite him. Absolutely. A hundred percent of the time I would invite, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? I mean, there's a stack of books over there that I gifted um, (laughs) Jeff that are still on the floor in the corner because that's not how he's growing his relationship. And the moment that I was able to say, I know that my path is going to look different and I just have to honor that. And I just have to pray that God will open his heart and speak to him the way that he needs to be heard was so freeing for me because we talk about this, that I can't be focused on my husband's salvation because I can't save my husband. No. And I think that's what it is. Women think that, um, oh, it's my responsibility to save my husband and children because I'm the wife. But really, when you see your spouse and you know they're not saved, that is an opportunity for you to have faith in God and to have trust in God. It truly is a test of how well are you going to trust God in this moment and walk through it. You know, my husband didn't always go to first Wednesday with me. He didn't go to worship night with me. He was like, that's kind of like your thing. And then it became like me and my one daughter's thing. And then it became you and me and my two daughters thing. And then he was like, oh, I guess I should go because everyone else is there. And I remember the first time him going, go, this is not what I expected at all. And so it's even, you know, we automatically put out these expectations and he put out his expectation of what Wednesday are, but we put out our expectations of what we think our husband should do yes. and what their walk sh- should look like. In my video about talking about my journey, I talk about how I forced my husband to get baptized. He has since gotten baptized by choice. So he's now been baptized four times, three times because someone else decided so, and one time because he did. Um, so thank God for the, f- for the fourth time. You know, four times a charm. I know it's supposed to be three, yes, but for him it's been fine. four. Um, but that's not helping him as a relationship is me forcing him to do it. That is me trying to force my will on my husband Mm -hmm. instead of praying for God's will on my husband. And that's trying to take control, right? How many things do we try to take control of and say, well, if it just looks this way, then it, then it's going to be okay. And we have to step back and realize it's not up to us. We're not supposed to have that control. Like let God work through your husband, let yes. God do that work. Release that that control or that expectation of even God. Well, God, why aren't you why aren't you making my husband go to church with me? Yes, yes. So, so how do you get your your husband to become Christian, Joe? <laughs> what is the secret? What is the What is the secret? Um, donuts? Donuts? No, I don't think no. it's in donuts. No. It's not. I will a hundred percent say it's just doing my walk, like mm-hmm. allowing myself to have that walk regardless of what Jeff would think of me while I am on my walk. And I will say that there were times where I felt silly to say, hey, I'm going to take an hour and read my Bible. I'm going to take some time. Hey, I'm going to go with Shannon and we're going to have this Bible study. And if at any moment he would have been like, well, that's weird or gave me a face doing it anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or why would you choose to do that over come and sit with me and let's watch TV? 
um, which is great. And I think that you have to spend time with your spouse, but yes. you know, I needed to spend time with God every single day because that's where, where I am called. And so I think what he saw in me was what Jeff saw in me was this strengthening relationship through spending time with God that was not dependent on him. Mm -hmm. It was completely dependent upon what I was choosing to do. And any comments that he may have made in the beginning got fewer and further between because he started to realize that I was going to do it no matter what. I was still going to go to church regardless of, of what I thought he thought about me or what he may have have said. And I think that's really what opened the door to him being like, okay, well, maybe I should go. Yeah. And I think that, um, you, you know, the world, other people out there see this change in you when you become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Your husband will see it too, mm -hmm. because he is the person that's most, well, I hope he's the person most intimate with who you are and know you better than know anyone else. And so that that is with there. And I think a lot of women, they struggle. And I admit, I never dealt with this. And I don't know if you ever did a very unsupportive spouse. Mm -hmm. And we then get very angry and feel these, th feel these feelings about it. But we have to realize that the enemy will use anyone and everyone to stop you in your walk, yes. even your spouse and children. And I know that's sometimes hard. And I think when I realize that my, the enemy uses my children more than my spouse. Yes. But I think when, when we, it's hard for us to, to have that as a revelation because we are like, but no, that's my spouse. And it's not like your spouse is like, you know what I should do? I should do the devil's work today. And I should stop my wife from going to church. He's just as human as you are. So he doesn't mm -hmm. even know that that's happening oftentimes, especially if he's not a Christian and he's not understanding the spiritual warfare that's going out there. So all these, I know that there are women. And again, we hear this question. I want to say almost daily about, well, my husband's not supportive. Well, is it that your husband's not supportive or the enemy's putting doubt in his head? Well, wait, if she's going to church and I'm not, what does that mean for our marriage? Or what does that mean? Um, where does that, where does our future lie in that? You know, you don't know his journey mm -hmm. or you do know his journey and you know, it's not the same as yours. It's not identical to yours. And so I think there were times I talked about in my video about us, me making a decision that we really needed to, to switch churches. And there were comments where that was an area where my husband wasn't very supportive. And I just had to have faith that if God put this on my heart and I felt very led by God and I knew this was a discernment from God that, no, no, I need to do this. I need to do this, um, this move. I knew that if he was calling me, he would call my husband as well. Cause he wasn't going to call me to another church and be like, but your husband can stay behind. And I just had to sit in a season and sit faithfully and patiently Patience. that's what we all have is an abundance of patience, but I had to be patient and I had to pray for my husband. I had to pray for my family, pray for direction from God of like, where do you want us to go? And then be patient and trust that if God was calling me, he would call my husband too. And it may not be on my timing and it wasn't, but it did happen once I released um, my expectations of when it had to happen. And um, my husband has since then said, you were right in that season. And um, he, I think, was suffering from the same thing I was of it, his identity was wrapped up in something. Sure. So your spouse's identity could be wrapped in, wrapped in something. And by making that change, he has to give up his identity. And that sometimes is hard when you haven't found yet that your identity is in Christ, not this thing um, that whatever you're, you're identifying as now. 
And it's so much easier for us to pick up on what's wrong in somebody else. Oh, absolutely. Than it is for us to hold up in the mirror and say, wait, am I healed in this area? And I think that was one thing too, is like, you know, I could look at my husband and say, well, if you just did X, Y, or Z, then you would feel better. Instead of holding up the mirror and saying, really, where are you? Where are you on at this point? And, you know, just understanding that it's not your place to make somebody do anything, Mm -hmm. but you can model and the change will be seen. You know, Jeff saw changes occurring in me that got him curious to say, you know what, what is my walk? You know, what is this going to look like? And, you know, I don't know what he does and, and what he decides and what his relationship is with God on that personal level. But I know he now goes to church with us. Mm-hmm. I now know he chooses to go to men's night. He chooses to serve. And I have honored that. And I, I actually look back at, at different points in my life and people that were placed in my life that the enemy used them to stop me from glowing, from growing closer to God. Which will make you glow, so it's Right? Exactly. Like, it's fine. But all of a sudden, I'm sitting back and I'm going, oh my goodness, all these times that I listened to, like, whoever I was dating at the time or, or married to, it was, you know, things that were said were the enemy working through them. It didn't make that person bad. It was the enemy using them to stop what was about to happen when I got closer to God. And it's realizing you have the power to say, I am going to lead a Christian life. I am going to um, understand what that relationship is. And I am going to grow in it. And I am going to go to church on Sundays or whatever day you go to church, but I am choosing to go regardless of what other people say or think about me. And I think we as wives need to realize we're not our husband's mothers, we're Mm -hmm. their wives. And, um, it's really interesting because we'll pray and pray and pray that they become Christian um, and Christian men in the family. Um, and then we pray for them to lead. And then when they lead, we don't want to give up and relinquish what we've already taken control of. And mm-hmm. um, I know that was a struggle for me as a wife. You know, my husband didn't feel comfortable praying for our family. So I always was doing one doing prayer. Um, we go to 21 days of prayer and I'm the one that prays for our, over our family because he feels more comfortable with me doing it. He says, you just have a way with words that I don't have. And what it is, is I like to talk and he doesn't. And so um, as he's taken on more of a leadership, spiritual leader, my husband's always been the leader of our household, but he's taken taken over more of a spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. There are moments where I'm like, but I do it better. And I have to realize it it doesn't matter who does it better. Mm -hmm. It's his role. And it's his role to lead our family. And um, I don't know if it's a different perspective when you're a mother of daughters and a mother of sons, because I don't I don't have sons, I have daughters. But I know that um, God created husbands to be protectors, providers, to pray over their, their wives and children and to teach them about Jesus. So if I know and I'm telling my children that, hey, this is what you want to look for in a man. This mm-hmm. is what your spouse should look like. This is what it looks like to marry a godly man. I need to honor when my husband steps into those roles, even if I think he should do it differently or I think it should look differently. And guys, that is sometimes hard. And I remember as my husband was getting more comfortable with like, oh, I'm going to pray before dinner. I remember being like, I always did it. And I went to a woman, I said, yeah, my husband's becoming more of a spiritual leader. And she goes, it's hard, isn't it? I was like, yeah, it is. 
how did you know? She goes, you know what, Shanna? And I've met her husband. Her husband's a very godly man. So I couldn't imagine him not at any point in their marriage. They've been married like 20 something years, not having that role. And she goes, I remember the point where my husband really transitioned from we're doing this together and him going, no, I'm going to lead and shepherd our family. I'm going to step into my role. And she goes, and it was hard for me because I had always done the things. And now he's teaching our boys about Christ. And I'm like, it's my time with them. And she goes, and you have to understand that you have a role too. And your role is to support your husband. And um, I, I rem remember very vividly that transition happening and me having to step back and be like, okay, well, while he's praying, I need to pray for him. I need to pray that God continues to use him because I know that he was designed for a plan and a purpose that's not the same as mine. And I need to support him as he does this the same way he supports me when I am filling the role that God has for me and our family. And I think sometimes we miss the the signs as well because Absolutely. we think that it it has to look a certain way. And as our husband is actually stepping into that role, we're missing it because it doesn't look like how we expect it to look. And so be open. You know, it, it it's for me seeing Jeff say yes to things like men's night. And all of a sudden the other day, Amazon delivered a book and I was like, I didn't order this. And I opened it up and it was a book that was recommended at men's night. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, we probably have that book already. You probably ordered it. And I go, no, we didn't. We actually have no idea. This looks like a really great book, but these are all things that he's doing on his own time that I'm, I'm like, I never thought that, like, I never knew that that's where this was going to lead and being open to it, looking different than what I expected to. And the enemy can use us against oh. our husband's journey. And we, we think, no, no, no. I want my husband to be a Christian. So he never would. And, um, my, my husband, him being a leader, um, of our family also involves him being a leader at church and him spending sometimes not the amount of time I want with our family. Like, I'm like, we have to go to church earlier than everyone else because you lead like, gosh, like I got to get kids up earlier. And, um, that thought sometimes comes to my head and I automatically be like, no, that's the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to serve my husband in this manner and I need to get my children up earlier for church and I need to get them dressed and I need to explain to them, we get to go earlier to church and we mm -hmm. get to serve God and daddy is serving in his strengths. And it is so apparent when I see my husband serving that he is a hundred percent serving in his strengths and in and exactly the gifts that God has yeah. given me, given him. And that sometimes, yes, that will inconvenience me in terms of I have to wake up a little earlier and I can sit there and focus on the inconvenience, or I can focus on the blessing that God is using my husband exactly the way that he designed him. And I think we all like, all of a sudden your husband's like, Oh, every other Monday, I'm not going to be home. You're like, I'm sorry. You're okay. doing what? Oh, okay. Well, let me see. Okay. Single mom Monday. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Let Changes me things around the house a little bit, but I got this. Like let, and, and how often do we, I don't know if you ever did this. Maybe I'm just the only superhuman person, but there are moments where I'm like, in my head. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. I got this. I can do this. God designed me to be their parent. I can, I can do this tonight. Or he's not eating dinner with us because my, on, mm -hmm. on, on those nights, my husband doesn't eat dinner with us. And that's something we've always done. And understanding yeah. it's okay for it to look different two nights a month and realizing, okay, so how do I pour over my children while my husband's being poured into? Because he needs to grow an iron sharp, sharpening iron and being um, discipled to by men that know more so that he can be a better leader for our family. Absolutely. And 
Another instance that I had found that was like a turning point was we were driving on our way to church and one of our friends was actually getting baptized and we're driving and all of a sudden we miss the exit and y'all like this. this is timed perfectly like we know since it is a little bit of a drive to church we know when we leave the house that's exactly when we'll get there if you miss the exit six miles. and six miles is it's six miles down and then you got to come six miles back and then go off so you're looking at an additional 15 minutes and six doesn't sound like a lot until you're driving six miles and you're like Ooh. Mm. so initially we miss it and i want to i am ready to not say nice things, right? Like I'm ready to be like of, of today, of all days, this is the day that you miss how on earth. And I sat back and I just got quiet. And that was the day after the marriage conference of all days. Uh -huh. That's the, like mm -hmm. the irony. No, it is like, yeah. So I sit back and I'm like, just hang on a second. Like, just wait, this is the enemy trying to get in the way of you being there on time. This is additional stress. You're supposed to, you know, you wanted to be there at that time. The enemy's coming in to see, what are you going to do? Why don't, why don't I put this in between you and Jeff right now? Mm -hmm. And so we're driving and Jeff was like, do you want to say something? And I was like, yes, I do. However, I understand it's the enemy. And he looked and goes, it's not the enemy. We just missed an exit. And I go, I totally understand where you're coming from because I'd like to say that too. However, my understanding of this whole situation is that yeah. we missed the exit to aggravate me to try to replicate how I used to react, get angry at you. So then this entire way into church, we are showing anger towards one another and we get to church and I come in with that on my shoulders on the day that, you know, our friend is getting baptized. Like that's not, that's not from God. And he looked and he was like, huh, I never looked at it this way. But that also allowed us to reflect on how many other times did a situation like that occurred that I allowed the enemy to speak, right? That I okay. allowed that to happen that then caused an issue in our marriage, in that communication that then led to other feelings that were never from God. No. This way I just said, just give me a minute so that I can understand what this is. This is not your fault. We're going to go, we're going to turn around, we're going to get there and it's all going to be fine. But let me just be angry alone and honor the fact that I know that this is just the enemy. And this is the first time I'm really understanding this. So how do I work through this? And Jeff just sat patiently. He didn't say, oh, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. He started to be like, maybe you're right. And after that time, he started to notice different like, instances. I am right. <laughs> that happen. And all of a sudden he's like, he's seeing me react differently. Yeah. So instead of when he's traveling and something goes crazy and I go off in text messages or I'm like, I can't believe you're not here. I can't do this alone. It's wait, I got this. He noticed that there was less messages like that because I started to realize the enemy was trying to drive that wedge in our marriage. And it was for that, I think, was a, a turning point as well for him understanding what it meant to have a Christian wife. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I think before I ever understood that it was the enemy attacking, my husband and I would always kind of tease each other and laugh that we got in our biggest fight on Sunday on the way to church. <laughs> like there were many times I'm like, I feel like we should take separate cars because it would be better for our, our faith walk. And it took us many years of fighting, not every Sunday, but having our largest fights on the way. And then we'd get to church and the pastor would say something. And we're like, oh, I'm not going to forgive you because the pastor said so. Ugh, I don't want to forgive you. And um, realizing that, that the, it was the enemy at work, but I, I'm, I am not too embarrassed to say that it took years, years of us going through that and not realizing, oh, it's the enemy. There's spiritual warfare. But 
also our previous church didn't really talk a lot about spiritual warfare. So we were definitely in a deficit um, in that season. And um, I remember that season a couple times, my husband and I talked about divorce. Mm -hmm. um, there, I remember two distinct times before we moved to Lakeside, um, my husband saying, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know if I want to be in this marriage anymore. I'm like, but we can't get divorced because we're Christian. And the only way out of this is a death match. And recognizing that, um, luckily my pride was, I was too prideful, um, to allow that to happen. So there's the one time my sin really helped me, but, um, realizing it's because we didn't have that, um, understanding of what was happening and realizing that my spouse was, isn't my enemy and it's not me against him. It's us mm -hmm. against the enemy. Yeah. And it's just a, a powerful moment to realize. So, you know, thinking about what does it mean to be a Christian wife and, and really sit back and pray for what your guidance Absolutely. is and what is that supposed to look like and sit in the word, do research, look at, at women who are Christian wives that you admire that have solid marriages and, and ask them, what do you do? How do you do it? And just reflect on, are you expecting certain things from your husband or are you letting God work through you? And it's going to take a weight off of your shoulders when you really surrender that to God and just say, you know what, my husband's salvation or my husband's journey, that is completely up to God. That is not up to me. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Brace out. Meaning I will. Sounds great. Okay. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. We're so grateful for you and so grateful that we get to gather in community and talk about what it means to be a Christian wife. Um, let us each have a calling on our heart to pray for our husbands, to pray for their salvation, to pray for their heart, and then have the trust in you to lay that prayer at their, your feet and just let it go. Know that God will take care of it. Know that you will take care of it, that you hear our prayers and that you can use all things for your glory and our good. Um, as we go out and we are attacked from the enemy, Lord, please give us the discernment to recognize it. Let us not um, you lash out with our tongue. We know so many times in the Bible, it talks about the power of the tongue and how um, the unkindness of the words that we use can do damage, Lord. So let us let us bite our tongues and know in those moments that we're not supposed to be speaking death over our spouse. We should only speak life over our spouse, spouse and love our spouse by doing um, what you've commanded us to do to serve them and to pray for them. We're so grateful that you allow us to gather around each day and that we get to do it again today. And we just ask that every wife have a heart that turns to you and that just hands their spouse over to you and knows that you will do your will. And whatever your will is, it will be done. We're so grateful for all the blessings of our perfect provisions sent from God. But most importantly, we're so, so grateful for the perfect Savior that was sent by you, Lord, that you sacrificed your one and only Son for us, even though we didn't deserve it then, and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.